Shabbat Pride Shalom. Is that it? Here we go. Shabbat Pride Shabbat Shalom. Either way. This week we meet up with a guy named Korah. And while that name may not strike us as fierce, glittery, or queer, it's a good fit for this Shabbat. So Korach, as you may know, is a member of the Israelite people traveling through the wilderness for our 40-year journey. He's introduced in the first line of this Parsha as Korach ben Yitzhar ben Kohat ben Levi. So he's got a lineage. We know that he's a Levite, Levi, a member of a powerful tribe that has special duties and privileges when it comes to the priesthood. And apparently, he's got a bone to pick with Moses. He comes up to Moses and Aaron and he says to them, why do you raise yourself up above all the rest of these people? You act as if you're better than everybody else. When in fact, the whole community, all of them are holy not just you. So at first blush, Korach seems like our guy. Yes, we are all equal. Every person is holy no matter who they are or who they love. We love it. Give that Levite a rainbow necklace. <laughs> and then, as the story unfolds, by the end of it, Korach is well, swallowed up by the earth and destroyed by God. So, you know, that's going to give us a little bit of pause here. Maybe a sense that all is not exactly as it seems. The question is, what is being punished here? The man or the message? Our ancient commentators would suggest that it's the man. So there's a few different theories about this. Rabbeinu Bachia teaches that Korach is annoyed that Moses took away the power of all the firstborn sons and replaced them with ritually chosen priests. And so by everyone is holy, he means every firstborn son, which is a little bit different. Or HaChayim suggests that Korach is mad because Moses placed his doofy little cousin as leader of the Kohatites a role that Korach felt that he deserved. So neither of these are really quite the same as Kulam Kiroshim, all the people are holy. But finally, maybe the worst, it seems that what he really wants is to be the primary leader. Before he's swallowed by the earth, Moses calls for Korach and his men and for Aaron the high priest to make an offering to God as a test. And Moses says, then through this offering, we will see who is God's and who et hakadosh, who is holy. Rabbeinu Bachia teaches that Korach interprets and misinterprets Moses' words to mean that after this test, one person will be left standing to be called et hakadosh, the holy one. And he fully expects that it will be him. Which is not so much kulam kiroshim as it is ani kadosh, 
Korach defines what is holy by what he is, a powerful Levitical priest man. He sees himself as the platonic ideal of a person worthy of elevation, no one else, and he is punished for it. But his message, even throughout our ancient tradition, is left untouched. In fact, Rashi doubles down on it. He affirms Korach's words, adding, yes, everybody is equally holy because every single person heard God's voice equally at Sinai. As Korach disappears beneath the earth, our rabbis made sure that his message would linger above ground. So why does this matter on Pride Shabbat? Because right now, there are those in positions of power who see themselves alone, their gender, their sex and attractions and identity expressions as the archetype for what is normal, worthy of being elevated. And with the power that they wield, they are casting others who differ from them as wrong, deviant, less than, and even dangerous, especially to children all under the guise of protecting the people. It's quite Korachian in nature. The primary targets of these accusations are people who are non-binary, identifying as neither male nor female, trans, who people who identify differently from the gender that they were assigned at birth, and people who explore and bend gender, particularly artists like drag queens, who are often men who perform while dressed glamorously as women or another gender expression. Lingering still in the air is an ancient truth. Kulam, Kiddoshim, all the people are holy, but attacks on that truth and the people who embody it are mounting. In an article from April this year, analyst Scotty Andrews reported some U.S. states have attempted to impose legislative measures on where and when drag can be performed. In Tennessee, where the most restrictive measures were passed in March, people who perform drag in an area where children could see them could be charged with a misdemeanor or a felony. According to legislative researcher Aaron Reed, this and measures like it are being written with vague language on purpose, like prohibiting cross-gender performances, whatever that means, because the creators want them to be able to fit a wide range of situations. The impacts of all this are already being felt. A non-binary performer was recently pulled from a show in Kansas that had nothing even to do with their gender expression, just up there singing their songs. This month, the Pentagon canceled a pride drag show at an Air Force base in Nevada in response to pressure. And journalist Kay Woodzik writes, the most significant potential impact of these proposed bills is that they could make it unsafe to simply be transgender or gender nonconforming in public, on stage or otherwise. It could apply to a trans person singing karaoke at a birthday party where kids are present or to a play with cross-gender casting like Shakespeare or Peter Pan. 
And we know that drag story hours, where beglittered drag queens read books gently to children, have been protested across the country with fervor. So what does all of this have to do with us or you, especially if you happen to not be a drag queen or gender queer? Well, a lot, actually, if you think about this. Purim has a long tradition of dressing in costumes with children, costumes that bend gender norms. That could easily be attacked. And this community, our community, sure does love a lot of non-gender conforming clergy, non-conforming, hold on, <laughs> does love a lot of gender non-conforming clergy and other leaders. Also, you know who protests drag story hours? Nazis. Nazis do. We know a little bit about that. Okay, so I set out for this to be fun, and now I'm over here talking about Nazis. And Nazis are not fun. They're not fun. I'm willing to go on record <laughs> with that. So let me say this, too. There's an article called Drag Life is Good for You in which researchers, it's about to get fun, maybe, in which researchers studied the impact drag has on people, straight and gay, cisgendered and not, on everyone. They scientifically report this. Scientifically report this. Our findings overwhelmingly evidence that attending drag events has a positive impact on happiness and mental well-being. People feel they can express themselves in a non-judgmental, safe space, and feel a sense of joy and liberation. All that sparkle and play and exploration of a person's identity and gender, it is proven to be good for all people's sense of freedom to be themselves, to have joy, and yes, to have holiness and see their own worth. Or as drag queen Sasha Valor said, it's good to be truthful about who you are, to exaggerate it if you want, or simply not to hide from it. Kulam Kiddoshim. There is not, in Jewish tradition, a, pl a platonic ideal of a person. Not by a long shot. A midrash by the Babylonian Talmud, Tractate Sanhedrin, finds the rabbis discussing why God created just one person to start. They say it is to show the greatness of God. For when a person strikes or makes many coins from one mold, they come out all exactly the same. But when God made each person in the image of Adam, not one of them resembles his fellow, her fellow, their fellow. Each coin different, each coin carrying the same value and worth. It's a coin, after all, a tapestry of every gender on the spectrum, every sexuality, every color, every size and shape and expression and capacity and identity each one in the image of God, each of us and all of us equally holy. May Korach's disingenuous efforts and these cruel new laws be swallowed by the earth, but may his message remain and lift us up and may you, no matter who you are, know the freedom to be your whole expansive self. May all people know sparkle and delight and play and liberation and safety. On this Pride Shabbat, and on every day after. Shabbat Shalom.